0: forward and five. This is uh, Infidelity Part 2. If you haven't listened to Part 1, I encourage you to do that. before you listen to this podcast, stay tuned. Yes, I realize I say stay tuned on a podcast. I just thought of that. I'll have to come up with another catchphrase. Hey, I really appreciate you listening. I've been Seen the downloads go up. I'm not sure who you all are, but I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can tweet me at Couple Forward or shoot me an email at Christian at CoupleForward.com. I have received a couple emails and questions, and I uh, appreciate that. And this is uh, Infidelity Part Two, a continuation of a conversation we started last week about infidelity, something that has been universally scorned and universally practiced. Um, it does seem like even people who uh, cheat on their partner. Will tell you that it goes against their values. And so, uh, as a couples therapist, someone who sees couples all the time, I see many, many couples who come to me because uh, an affair has been found out or something has happened. Uh, Their partners, um, you know, looking at pornography um, or going to strip clubs without them or uh, involved um, in a relationship with someone else. And of course, it is devastating. Rejection is probably the most painful. Uh, feeling that we as humans can experience. Um, But I'm here to tell you that if that's you in some way, either you're the cheater or you've been cheated on, or you're listening to this trying to avoid and insulate your relationship from that, there is life after infidelity. You can couple forward after the fact. In fact, on my website, what I give to almost all my couples that come, that are in that situation after the fact... I give them 15 steps, um, very practical steps that they can do in the aftermath of an affair uh, to move forward. And we see people recover. Um, And we know this not just anecdotally, but we know this um, scientifically. Um, Some studies have been done. Esther Perel did a study where she interviewed, I think it was 5,000 people after the fact, after they have been through therapy and stayed together. And they found that couples ended up in three places. Uh, One was a very vengeful place. They stayed together, but their relationship is vengeful. Uh, They stayed together, but every time they have a fight, uh, one person reminds the other person of what they did way back then. You've probably met some of those people. The other people are the kind of people who just pulled themselves up by their bootstraps, and they just get on with life. They just tend to forget about it. They put it back. They never mention it. But of course, you can imagine that doesn't foster emotional closeness. The people that um, I try to help people go, become in the aftermath of an affair, and of course I think all of us would hope that we could become, is people that experience transformation. And there are quite a mi- uh, amount of uh, couples that experience transformation after an affair. After what is such a painful event, it can become a catalyst. It can become a meaningful, historic event in their relationship that gave them a new birth in their marriage or their long-term monogamous relationship. And that is very, very possible. And of course, uh, there's some practicality to that. And there's also some conceptual things. You know, we talked last week about uh, this idea that we're trying to have um, this long-term sexual relationship with a partner for the first time in history when we live the longest and we marry for what we call love. Um, But ask yourself the question, what do you think love is? How do you define it? And of course, if you're listening to this and astute enough and have read enough, you know that that is not an easy question to answer. But just that, just at, at the base of it, what do you think love is? Do you think it's a romance novel? Do you think it's a, you know, sex scene in a movie? What is the culture cultural edit that you've been given that your implicit answer is this? A lot of times people say love is an emotion. And I would argue that love is not an emotion. Love is accompanied by all kinds of emotions intense desire, intense pleasure, intense just, you know, that, that thing that happens to us in our stomach when we see that person and that stage of life that we call infatuation when the relationship is so new. And then somehow we think that when we finally get into that long-term relationship and maybe we just sort of accept this, and I think it's pitiful that somehow the desire in long-term relationships uh, no longer continues. And I would say it changes, and I would say that um, there's a possibility that uh, these two characteristics, this love pulling against this desire, can exist inside one relationship. And if you deconstruct infidelity, you'll find that people um, haven't thought through that. Uh, Maybe in the aftermath they are that their marriage or their long-term relationship was about love, but their affair or their sexual indiscretion was about desire. And one of the things that you can do in your long-term relationship is get back to where you can have both love and desire inside of the relationship. You can not always have to have desire of something you don't have, but you can desire what you already have. Um, And of course, that's a process... um, that I think each person has to go through. And some of these events can certainly create the desire, uh, the motivation to understand that in a much deeper way. But love is not an emotion. Love is an action that's really founded in attention, in focus on a person. Um, And focus on on a person um, brings about attachment. And in part one, we talked about the chemical the biochemical interactions that we have that bring about attachment and people are attached in usually three different ways they're either insecure secure or avoidant and of course what we're going for here is, is a secure attachment um, you can move your relationship if you found yourself if you're listening to this and you're the cheater or if you listen to this and this you're the one that has been cheated on if both people want the relationship to work you can move from trauma to transformation. It can be done. And you can have both a relationship that gives you security and identity uh, and also gives you transcendence and mystery. But at the base of that relationship is going to be a focused, intentional attention. Does that make sense? Listen, I uh, look forward to your questions, and I will see you next time.